Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the social media podcast that helps you to spice up your socials. I'm your host, Hannah, a social media manager and coach, and I bring you the latest social media trends, as well as tips and tricks on how to leverage social media for your business every Wednesday. Now, let's talk socials. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. Today's episode is a special one. Last week, you learned about the common mistakes that keep you from growing on Instagram and ultimately also stop you from signing on more clients for your services. We talked about not having an optimized profile, not knowing what to post and not reaching out yourself. And as I mentioned last time in episode 17, all of these mistakes have a common root, which is the fact that you don't know your ideal client. So today, in this special episode, I will be giving you an exclusive sneak peek into my new coaching program and teach you something that you will otherwise only get access to when you join my program. Yep, you heard that right. You're getting a part of a coaching session completely for free. Now, the ideal client topic and market research in general are topics that I am very passionate about. I have to be honest, in the years at university, it seemed like the least exciting part of marketing because I was always really into designing campaigns, setting up strategies, thinking of the creative part of a campaign. I also really love to learn more about the sales psychology of marketing. But now that I am a business owner myself, I love doing market research and I finally understand why our professors insisted on us having that many market research courses. <laughs> Because at university you have these case studies where they will say, well, this is company X and their target audience is this. Now your task is to come up with a strategy for them. But that information about your target audience is not something you just have in real life. You might have some insight into your audience from your experience, but those are mostly assumptions. <laughs> so it's really valuable to have this kind of information and you only get that by doing market research. After university, I then worked at a market research company where larger corporations would approach us to do market research for them. We used a concept called mystery shopping to do that. If you don't know what mystery shopping is, it works like this. A company would approach us and tell us what exactly they want to learn about their target audience. That was really completely different things depending on the company. But for example, Now, I obviously won't be able to tell you any company names, but we worked with pretty large corporations there. An example, we worked with a large luxury car brand who wanted to know more about their client's experience at the dealership. So they would give us the questions that they wanted answered. For example, what do clients appreciate when they come to our dealership? Is it maybe the fact that they get offered a hot drink or maybe that they don't have to wait too long for a salesperson or maybe that there is Wi-Fi at the dealership or whatever. And all these kind of questions they would send to us. We would make up a questionnaire and then we would look at our database of mystery shoppers, regular people 
we contacted these people and if they fit into the target audience, obviously, they would then go to the dealership undercover in that sense and test out the service. So it was really real people and they were doing these tasks so that it is very realistic and that the companies get an insight into what real people appreciate about their service, don't like about their service or whatever the task was for them to do. So these people really had to pretend that they were interested in buying one of these luxury cars. They had to do a test drive and everything that comes with that process, apart from the actual buying part then. (laughs) And after the assignment, they would then fill out a questionnaire about their experience and we would make a report for the company with the results. So that is how mystery shopping works and also how big corporations do market research. Uh, It's a bit of a bigger scale than what I do in my day-to-day business, but well, obviously they also have different kinds of resources than I do. (laughs) Obviously, as a small business owner, you don't have the resources that these companies have and you might also not need to know that much detail about your ideal client. That is very high level market research already. And that is why I have taken my theoretical experience from uni and my more practical experience from working at this market research company and put them into my ideal client session that is part of my 16 week coaching program which you will get a sneak peek into right now. I know this was a bit of a lengthy intro, but now let's get started. Let's talk about all things ideal client. So first up, what is an ideal client even? I know everyone always talks about an ideal client, but do you actually know what it means? Like what is an actual ideal client? It's really easy. Your ideal client is someone who finds the perfect solution to their problems or needs in the services that you provide. It's not the other way around, right? It's not you targeting someone and pushing your services on them. No, it's really someone who thinks that your solution is the right solution to their problems. That is the perspective that you have to see it from. An example, my ideal client is in the larger sense, someone who is struggling with getting more clients from Instagram. So they engage my services to solve that problem, whether that is social media management or coaching. That is the main idea of my ideal client. Now, if you are a hairdresser, then the problem that your ideal client is facing that they can't cut their own hair, if you are like me, at least. The solution to that is the hairdresser cuts it for you. So that is the service. To sum it up, you can't cut your own hair, which is why you go to the hairdresser. That is the basic idea of this ideal client. So why should we even focus on an ideal client? First of all, because of the Pareto principle. (laughs) Now, if you have never heard of the Pareto principle before, don't worry. This is also something that we learn at university and that is mentioned in a lot of non-fiction business books. The Pareto principle is also known as the 80-20 rule. Now, what is that? (laughs) You probably haven't heard of that one either. It basically says that for many outcomes, roughly 80% of the consequences come from 20% of the causes. We also call these the vital few. The most common example is that 80% of your sales will come from 20% of your most loyal customers. 
And these 20% loyal customers are really your ideal client. They are the most loyal customers because your service is really the solution to their problem. So instead of focusing on everyone, you want to focus on these 20% of ideal clients because they bring you 80% of the revenue. Another example would be that 80% of the land of Italy is owned by the 20% richest people. Or 80% of the injuries come from 20% of the hazards. Or a last one, 80% of the crimes have been committed by 20% of the criminals. This is just a universal principle that can be found in very different areas of life. And that is also applicable for us in business and in marketing. So the Pareto principle is one of the reasons why you need to focus on your ideal client. You want to focus on the most vital few, the, the people that move the needle in your business instead of focusing on everyone. The second reason is that if you speak to everyone, you actually speak to no one. Now, you may argue that this focusing on an ideal client and narrowing your market is decreasing the number of suitable clients that you have, because that is what it looks like if you first start thinking of your ideal client. So if you have, if you say your ideal clients like mine is a service-based business, then obviously all the product-based businesses completely fall away right away. So the number of suitable client decreases. But what it actually does is it enables you to appeal to an audience that truly values what you do. And by that, I mean bye-bye high-maintenance clients with unrealistic expectations. This type of client doesn't value your services and will be a pita, a pain-in-the-ass client. The more you come to know your ideal client, the easier it will be for you to create content for them and content that speaks directly to them. You kind of become magnetic. When a potential client feels like you get them, your offer becomes so much more appealing. In general, you can just say that it makes it so much easier for those best fit, high quality clients to find you and reach out to you. So you're not always hustling for clients, trying to take on every single client that pops up and in the end, being very unhappy with these very high maintenance clients instead of attracting the right clients that are the right fit for you. I had an example the other day. Um, I was I want to get into Pinterest marketing a bit more and I have to be honest, I'm not really an expert when it comes to Pinterest. So I was looking for Pinterest experts on Instagram. So I would just type in Pinterest specialist or Pinterest manager and I saw a lot of different people. I followed a few, but in the end, I only stuck with one or two because they really had me go like, wow, they really understand my problems that I have when it comes to Pinterest and they have the solutions for that. So they did the ideal client thing right and they hooked me. So that is a little bit of a real life example here for me. Now, The last reason why we want to focus on an ideal client is because it will answer almost, if not all of your questions. The more you know about your ideal client, the easier it will be for you to make business decision. I have an example that I use here in my coaching program, which is the kindergarten example. So imagine that you are the responsible interior architect for a new kindergarten 
And every day you get a lot of questions from all different sides, from the contractors, the interior designer, all that. And as you know about the importance of thinking of your ideal client when you make decisions, you have done a lot of research beforehand. And when people come to you with a question, you have a much easier time answering them for them. So an example, someone comes to you and they ask, well, what kind of chairs should we get for the kindergarten? Well, obviously kids are small, so they need small chairs. And what kind of floor should we put in our kindergarten? Well, kids make a lot of mess, so it would be good to have a floor that can easily be clean, but that is also soft so they can play on the ground and all these kind of considerations. A last question, what things do we need to put in the kindergarten? Well, things that kids like to play with. And just like in the kindergarten, you will have your own questions to answer. Should I choose pink or blue as my brand color? Well, what does your ideal client like? Should I write short or long captions? Well, what does your ideal client like? Should I post more videos or should I maybe focus on carousel posts? Well, again, what does your ideal client like? So you see a lot of questions that you're going to have in your business and also when it comes to social media marketing, come back to your ideal client. And if you have a really clear idea of who that person is, then you're going to have such an easy time making decisions and social media marketing is going to be a lot less overwhelming overall. Now, in the program, you will get slides, a ton of worksheets, as well as some real-life examples that I have to do market research. So you can determine your ideal client and everything there is to know about this person. The important thing here is to not just focus on the basic demographic details like their age, profession, gender, etc. But you really have to go much, much deeper than that. Think of things like their struggles, problems that they are facing, why they are facing certain problems, the goals they want to achieve and why they haven't achieved them yet. Things like what have they tried so far that worked or hasn't worked. If you get this information, you already took a massive step in the right direction. And once you have gathered this information and analyzed your results, you can start putting them into action. You can optimize your profile, make the right content and attract the right people to your profile. So what you always see on social media is these generic tips on how to optimize your profile, do this, do that. It always comes down to your ideal client, right? So for one person that might look like making a bio with a lot of emojis, with a lot of buzzwords, whereas someone else who has a different ideal client that will look completely different. So don't make assumptions on these generic tips that you find on social media, but go and do market research and know what your ideal client likes instead of making your decisions based on assumptions. I hope this episode gave you a bit of an insight into the importance of an ideal client and doing market research. One last thing before I leave you, if you are listening to this episode right after it has been released, you still have a few minutes or maybe even hours to register for my masterclass in which I will be showing you my four-step framework that helps you to get more clients from Instagram. It's taking place today on Wednesday, the 19th of January. So if you still want to join, register via the link in the show notes. And if you are listening after the masterclass has happened already, don't worry. 
send me a message on Instagram and I will email you the replay link. If I don't see you at the masterclass, I hope I will at least hear you next week when it's again time to talk socials. <laughs>